0: Well, good morning. Good to see all your smiling faces this morning. Um what are we gonna do? Well, I'm not gonna have you necessarily turn to the Gospel of John this morning. I'm, I'm kind of gonna do a follow up on what we started last week. Last week we looked at jo- good morning, zoomers, by the way. Glad to have you with us. We looked at Joseph of Arimathea, Arimathea, a city of the Jews. Joseph was the one uh, very wealthy man who had his own uh, very nice tomb cut out of rock and uh, asked Pilate. Apparently he had a high enough position. He knew Pilate, asked Pilate for Jesus' body and put it in his own tomb. Very nice thing to do. But the scripture says to us in John um, that Joseph was a secret disciple for fear of the Jews. We talked about that last week. Um, Joseph being a a very wealthy man, he was part of the Sanhedrin, he was uh, in a political party that wasn't uh, too uh, happy about Jesus, and so he didn't want to make his own heart known, so he kind of followed from a distance. We talked about last week why Jesus is so worthy to give our all to.
1: Um, So...
0: The main point uh, was that if Jesus was and is everything that the Bible says he is, then um, especially the fact, trying to get my thoughts together here, uh, especially the fact that he is the one who brings us, opens the door for us to a relationship with the God of the universe, right? And along with that relationship, his promises, and his blessings. So then any perceived thing that we want to protect, you know, Joseph was trying to protect his reputation. He's trying to protect uh, his, his status, his, his place in the community, and all this stuff he's trying to hold on to, right? If Jesus was and is everything that he says he is, why would any of that matter? If we have a relationship with the God of the universe who promises to, to provide for us you know, right, and meet all of our needs, why would we have to protect anything because his blessing would supersede it all, right? So that was the main point. But what if this morning I ask you this question? What does a truly sold-out Christian look like? You ever hear that term before? they really sold out for the Lord. Right? hear that term and kind of, you know, we we hear something like that and we kind of turn inwards. Am I sold out? Am I really sold out for Jesus? What does that really look like? Uh, Does it mean that you read your Bible four hours every day? Pray another four? right? Um, Act perfect in every situation. Never get upset. Right? Never get to do anything fun, right? Because obviously you've you, you got to be, you know, uh, volunteering somewhere uh, at all times got to be doing some good, because if, if you're really sold out, you're just going to be working 24 7, right? Maybe give away 10, 20, or 30 percent of your income, Or worse yet. Worse yet, maybe God would call you to be a missionary. I have a video I want to show you this morning. I apologize for the, it, it, the it's kind of pixelated, but this is a guy that, that went with the original song way, way, way back many years ago. I think you'll get the gist of it if you would roll that clip. It says webpage there. Hi, this is Pastor Ron Silver. So that we don't run into any copyright issues, I've cut the YouTube video out of our video and podcast today. You can find it, however, on YouTube at the URL listed below, or by typing in, Please don't send me to Africa. Look for the smiling man in the white shirt and tie. I think you're going to enjoy it. I also noticed that we've had some microphone issues on this one after the video. Not sure what the problem was, but the sound quality is not going to be quite what you're used to. I apologize for that, but I believe you're going to find the message important enough to keep listening. Thank you so much. Have a great day. And God bless. Little humor. Not far from the truth though, is it? You know, think about gee, do I wanna I heard a story one time where a guy went to visit a missionary out in the field and they're they're having dinner one day and he says, Wow, this is this Ooh, it's really good. What 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 is this? He said, What what kind of meat is this? He said, It is good, isn't it? He said, Yeah, what kind of meat is this? He said, It is good, isn't it? I says, Yeah, what what, what kind of meat is this? He says, It is good, isn't it? <laughs> Better not to ask, you don't wanna know. Uh, so is that what it means if we're really sold out, that we gotta leave it all behind and go to the bush of Africa What's 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 it really mean to be sold out for the Lord? seems to me that a lot of us believe, if we sell out completely, that he will have all these expectations of us, right? Um, that either, number one, we don't think we could fulfill because we know our own weaknesses, or two, let's be honest, if we give it all, what's left for me? Right, so although on the one hand we we hear a term like "sold out for the Lord, and we know that's where we really ought to be because the Lord is worthy and because of what Jesus did for us, sold out completely, right, but we don't think we can do it in fact, we know we can't really do it, so we grab a hold of an identity of imperfection. I know I'm not perfect, I know where i've could be as a Christian, probably not there, but I try and God loves me, so I'm okay. Right, we kind of grab a hold of that identity. Uh, and every now and then we hear a particularly inspirational sermon uh, or feel like God is speaking to our hearts, saying that He has more for us, but that imperfect identity rises
1: up and says, I'm okay, Rodney. Does this resonate? Anybody? He nods. And I tell you, the sad truth is this: that identity,
0: right? I, I I'm never, I'm never going to be that, but I'm okay. That identity is really a lie from the devil himself to convince you and me that there may be Billy Graham's in the world, right? But they're special people, not me, right? I'll never do anything great for God. I could never be totally sold out. I know I'm saved, God loves me, so I'll just do the best I can. And you know what happens? We become no threat to the devil or his kingdom when we find that comfortable place. Um, just another Christian, content, Content in life while quite cunningly being robbed of our full potential and from truly experiencing the abundant life that Jesus gave with grace. And did you know that all of this is based on an incorrect understanding of what it means to be truly sold out to the Lord? Right? The Lord wants to correct that today because the Lord wants you and me to reach our full potential, and to experience our best life, the abundant life that we came to So what does sold out really look like? Well, at the start of the message, it looked like reading your Bible four hours, praying four hours, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Being perfect. Uh, what is all that? All that is fulfilling the expectations of God, or at least what we think they are, right? If I really sell out, God's going to expect
1: this, 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 and this. What did Jesus say for the two most important commandments? Hmm.
0: Mark 12, verse 30. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor
1: as yourself. What if that... Is what being sold out looks like. What if that's what being sold out is
0: really all about? How would that change how we look at our Christian lives? What if you and I didn't have
1: to do anything, but are simply invited to love God with all our
0: Pastor and theologian John Piper in a sermon on 1 Thessalonians said this. He said, we're talking here about knowing God and they don't know God. He said, you can read theology 10 hours a day for 40 years and not know God as beautiful and all satisfying as the highest treasure of your life. He goes on to say, they don't know God for who he is. Infinitely valuable infinitely beautiful, infinitely satisfying. It's why your soul
1: was made. Think about it. God made us in his image, right? Why? So that we
0: could have a relationship with him. Yes, he put them in a beautiful garden and met all of their needs. Yes, he put them in charge over the earth. We we need to
1: have a purpose, right? But the reason for creation was relationship. Plain and simple. Piper says there are more pleasures
0: at his right hand, more eternal joys in his presence. If you know that, he says, sin will have lost its dominion in your life. Psalm 63. David says this, O God, you are my listen to these words. Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you as in a dry and weary
1: land where there is no water. That, that's deep. To to be
0: so you ever you ever have your my my daughter right now, her husband's in Germany, right? And I know that she misses him terribly.
1: You ever have that sense of missing so just just missing somebody? Right? Here is David. God,
0: my my soul thirst-free, my flesh, my, my, my bodily, I'm just I'm missing your presence. He says, because your steadfast love is better than life. Better than anything else I can think of. David was king, he was wealthy, etc., etc., etc. He says, your steadfast love for me is better than all of it. So my lips will praise you. I will bless you as long as I live. In your name I will lift up my hands. Do you see it? writing prophetically about the new covenant, which Jesus would later say he was ushering in by his death and resurrection. Jeremiah wrote this in chapter 31. He said, they will all
1: know me from the least of them to the greatest. Now I'm least, so that makes all of you greater. Right?
0: From the least of them to the greatest. So they will all know me. Do you know that that word know in the Hebrew is the same word from Genesis chapter 4 verse 1 where it says in the King James and Adam knew his wife Eve and she conceived about
1: that what is pictured here by marital intimacy
0: is a deep close relationship they will all know what if that is the number one priority
1: of being uh, truly sober—knowing Him? Not running here,
0: not running there, not going to Africa, not this and the other thing. And I have to do this, and I have to give
1: this. And I what if knowing Him is priority number one over everything else? Do you know why it is? It has to be? Because it's from
0: that relationship that everything else flows in the Christian life. Paul says, I know whom I have believed in and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed to him. What is that? It's my whole life. I know him. Therefore, I've given him my whole life, and I know it rests
1: safe with him. I know that he will be with me when I where he leads me, and all that because I know him. Let me illustrate this when I was dating my beautiful bride, it wasn't about her expectations Right? remember those dating days? I never thought. I probably should be doing more
0: or I'll never live up to what she wants. Never thought about that in our dating days. No, I just just wanted to be with her. I just wanted to be with her, right? When I wasn't with her, I was thinking about her all day long. When was the next time I was going to see her? My soul thirsted for her. You know what I'm saying? You, you remember those days, right? When could I spend time with her again? And we had this joke uh, when we were finally engaged after three months, um, that, we would, that, that, that we would get married in the North Pole because the penguins were already gonna be dressed. Then <laughs> we found out there are no penguins in the North Pole, they're on the South Pole, but anyway. So guess how many penguin things my wife received, right? Hmm. Spending time with her also, I found out that she didn't like roses. She's a carnation girl, right? She likes carnation. Guess how many of those she got, right? Why? Because I had to, because I was supposed to, Because she expected it or demanded it? No, it was my joy and my delight to give to her, to bless her, to express my love for her. Do you see it, church? Totally different kind of thing. 1 John 4.19 says we love because he first loved us.
1: It doesn't say we do things for God because he expects us to as Christians. And a relationship also grows, doesn't it? As we find out more about the
0: other person, qualities in them that attract us to them even more. Similarly, as we get to know God and he reveals more and more about himself to us, our love for him will grow more and more. If, if that relationship
1: of love is not displaced by expectations, that's an easy thing to do. To to let go of the relationship part. Get a hold of the
0: expectation. He wants me to do this, they should do this, he do this. Or this. So we begin to live over here and forget about this,
1: which is the whole foundation and, and for everything else that we do. That's why Jesus,
0: being God, said in John 15, I no longer call you servants, I call you friends. Think about those words. I no longer call
1: you servants, I call you Friends. How many married your best friend? Right? What is marriage? <laughs> <laughs> what did I miss? Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is marriage?
1: Keeping yourself only for them as long as you both should live. What is that? That, my friends, is being sold out. Isn't it? Right? In a human sense, I am sold out. Why? Because love. Foundation is love. That's why loving God is the first and the greatest commandment of all. Because out of that flows everything else, even loving my neighbor. Right? Because
0: I am full of the love of God and God loves my neighbor and like getting carnations or whatever, I'm, I'm reaching out to my
1: neighbor because the love of God is flowing through me. Notice how Jesus shared that first commandment in Mark twelve thirty: Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. You see a progression there? There's a progression. The heart comes
0: first. The attraction for who he is. God, our creator, all wise and all powerful, yet so loving the world
1: that he would give his only son for us. Wow. He's awesome. And then finding out that he loves you. Personally, you, uniquely created by Him. Loved by Him. Let your heart fall in love with God who made you. It's why He made you. And then your soul, what's that? That's your will, right? As you set
0: yourself then to pursue Him and to follow Him.
1: And then your mind. Your mind as you seek to understand truth more and more. And then, like me
0: with carnations for my love, there will be other things that you and I do. Not out of expectation,
1: not out of demands, not out of rules, but out of the joyful expression of our love for God. Including how we love others. Church, God is not a set of rules. He's not a way of
0: life called Christianity. He's not a religion. He is
1: someone to know intimately. And love deeply. To sum it up, I, I, I hope this phrase sticks in your heart like it stuck in mine this week. Think of it this way: carnations, not expectations. Right? Ever you're thinking about your
0: relationship with God, carnations, not expectations. What am I doing? Why am I doing it? Carnation? Expectation. I'm giving given the offering. Carnation?
1: Expectation. I volunteer at church. carnation for expectation. What's it all about? And if it's not done out of love for him, let's take a step back. Make sure our hearts is in it first. Where does it start? Just spending time with Him. How does any relationship start to build
0: and grow? Spending time together, right? And when you don't spend time together, what happens to the relationship? It gets more distant. It's not rocket science. It's the same with human relationships as it is with God, right? Spending time, conversing, communing with Him. Talking to him like he's actually there, making eye contact, if you will. Have you ever have you ever talked to somebody and and it's like they're they're saying words to you, but they're not they're not making eye contact. They're not looking at you like they're like they're busy, like they got somewhere else that they want to be. They're carrying on this conversation, but their mind is elsewhere. Kind of easy to do
1: with God, especially with things like the Lord's Prayer that we know we've memorized, right? Make eye contact with God. Make sure other distractions
0: are away. Be intentional about connecting with Him in your prayer life. And open His Word so that He can reveal Himself to you and speak to you through it. God speaks to us through His Word. Sometimes very, very personally addressing situations in our lives, wanting to give us wisdom, wanting to wanting to remind us of his love for us, right? Wanting to say, hey, hey, don't do this, do this, because I wanna see you blessed. I wanna see your relationships blessed, right? Let God speak to his word, not having to read the whole chapter because that's what I signed up to do. Gotta get that chapter in this
1: morning because that's the expectation. That's, that's a dry devotional life. Expectation or carnation? The only true agenda is to grow, to know Him, and to love Him, And the rest will follow. The rest will follow. <coughs> And this is what he says. God says to us, Jeremiah
0: 29:13. He says this. And listen carefully to these words. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart.
1: You will find me. God wants be found
0: by you in a profound and personal way.
1: Not a religion. A person to know and to love deeply. I will be found by you declares the Lord. Are you ready to really know Him? That's right. Thank you, Lord. It's beyond me that this is even
0: available to us. (laughs) You know us. You you know all have sinned and fallen short. Here we are once again. Our our failings, our, our brokenness, our misunderstandings, our human temptations, yada, yada, yada. And yet you open the door to us through Jesus, who took the penalty for all our sin, died in our place, so that we could find this incredible grace, a God with arms open wide,
1: ready to not just receive us, not just take us to heaven someday, but a God who wants to be found, wants to be known, even as we are known. Oh, God, draw us, You know that we're pulled in so many different directions. Our time and our affections draw us, Lord. That we feel that ache in our hearts as in our dating days. As when our, our, our spouse or loved one is not with us, ache. May we ache for you like David did, as in a dry and thirsty land without water. We just want to be with you, not because we have to, not because it's our scheduled devotion time. Draw us forward by your Holy Spirit and transform our lives. I praise you, we all the good. And I would be remiss as we're in prayer once again this morning. Maybe you've never heard a message like this. Maybe it's always been about,
0: well, Father God, you gotta do this, you can't do this. It's all about the
1: expectations. And you've come to understand this morning that there is someone who wants a deep relationship with you personally. You
0: have not opened that door of your heart And You've not asked Jesus personally
1: to be your Savior who died for your sins. You want to open that door. Jesus said, I stand at that door and knock. If you will open it, I will come in. That's your heart's desire. Whether you're here in church today, listening or not, I encourage you. Open that door. Just say, Jesus, I'm opening it right now. Here's my heart. I'm
0: giving it to you. I want to know. I've always known there was something more.
1: I want to know what that is. I want to know the God who made me. So I open that door to you. Here's my sin. Give it all to you. You died for it on the cross. Thank you, Jesus. And in my heart and mind, today and always, thank you, Jesus' name.